0: welcome to the online CEO show the podcast that empowers aspiring entrepreneurs and online business owners with the tools the strategies and the real life stories they need to succeed I'm your host Emma Cooper and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this really exciting journey if you love this episode of the show then make sure you screenshot it tag me in your stories at Emma Cooper online and I will share too love you all appreciate you enjoy this episode Our guest today is none other than Eva Reader. She's an accomplished femininity, female pleasure, and intimacy coach. She's dedicated to helping women reconnect with their bodies and their sexual energy. And as a skilled retreat leader, she's hosted international retreats and led numerous seminars, workshops, and coaching sessions. Eva integrates theta healing into her coaching, offering a really holistic approach that combines mind and body wellness. She's committed to helping women discover and embrace their authentic selves, and she creates a really supportive environment for personal growth and the development of fulfilling relationships. With extensive experience and a passion for women's well-being, Eva Reeder is a respected and sought-after coach in the field of femininity, pleasure, and intimacy. And this interview scared the bejesus out of me, because I'm a bit of a prude. If you want to find out more information from Eva, how to work with her, how to attend her retreats, find her at www.evareda.com. Here we go. Eva, welcome to the show. So Eva is going to share a lot of stuff. I mean, I've been really excited to like get you on and to talk about this stuff, even though it makes me feel really uncomfortable because I am a prude. I am someone who does not talk about, I mean, every time you say the word orgasm or I know you say the P word just to shock (laughs) me a lot. uh, It's not something I'm comfortable with. But what I want to do in this podcast is I want to get back to like who you are and what brought you to this point and what brought you to this career because it's not a normal career, right? So pleasure coach, sexual intimacy, all of this stuff is stuff that just makes me like, oh, Uh, but not you, not you. You're so open about everything. So take us back to the beginning. Like I know you were born in Poland and you were raised in Germany from the age of four. Like, Tell us about that, Eva.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, thank you. I'm very, very excited. And I'm very excited to make you. Even slightly more uncomfortable. <laughs> I know but, this you know, is going to happen. This is how we grow, right? Right. This is
0: how we grow. I know this is going to happen. I know this is going to happen. <laughs>
1: no, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah. How did it uh, start? Um, yeah, so I was born in Poland. I grew up in Germany. Um, I had... Uh, my, obviously, my parents moved to Germany to provide for my sister and myself, like a yep. better lifestyle, a better um, education. I mean, we talk about communism so. times, right? So, I mean, I'm very, very grateful that my parents um, made that. I'm the yes. first person in my family who has an academic background. I studied. I have a master's degree in business, so I kind of follow this, this. She's my she's my smart friend. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> very I'm sexy smart, sexy and smart, sexy and smart. <laughs> <laughs> And so lacking in confidence is quite <laughs> as it?
1: Go Sometimes on. I do, but <laughs> not <yeah>.
0: often. <laughs> That's what I love about you. So you you spoke Polish
1: um well yeah i mean i grew up with polish i understand everything but I, every time i, sp- I meet a, a polish person i'm saying that i talk like a child right because okay it's so intimidating to speak but i understand everything okay and i think if i would make an effort i mean put me in p- to poland for a couple of months and i'm fluent right yes of course um yeah. but I'm, I'm i'm an alphabet in polish i cannot write or read
0: <laughs> ah okay was <laughs>
1: so, interesting
0: yeah <laughs> all verbal yeah and did you enjoy school like how were your school days
1: I liked school. I liked um, most of the time. I well, I mean, I mainly loved it for two reasons. One is the social aspect. I yeah. really liked going there. I liked my friends and everything. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for wisdom, so. Uh, <laughs> 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 I love that. So I was really, I really liked it. So yeah. I don't know, like many people share about school having like really bad times and. I cannot say that, like, because I think it kind of combines two things: friends and wisdom. Yeah. So I actually did have a lot of fun at school. Yeah.
0: What about after you left school? Like, did you know exactly what you were going to do? Like, were you one of those annoying people? You're like, I want to go and do business at university, or was that something that mm. you had to?
1: No, totally not. I wanted to study medicine. Uh, uh. I remember that in pri- i think it's primary school, right? Like yeah. the when you were the when you still like the first class couple of years yeah i remember i said that and i wanted to study medicine because i want to help people so apparently this helping people was already part of um my being while i was already a child Um, and i think the only way i kind of understood back then was like through being a doctor right yes and then it was very interesting because also at some point also my and i think this was i was also for the child i said i wanted to be a dentist uh because I knew dentists were the most uh high earning ones so like there was the the need of helping people and wanting to be rich so that's um, but that's quite
0: interesting because I wonder where that came from was that in your like background was that your parents was it something that you saw
1: um no totally not I mean my background from like I mean, my parents I mean uh basically like you know like i'm the first one who has studied like my like okay. i think my parents have like this worker background right i mean they the have, kind of upbringing oh. that i got was really that they worked a lot and yeah. they had different kind of jobs at some point my dad got uh like he kind of started like an own business like a logistics company yeah. in germany but, you know, like the kind of blueprint I got was like really hard work and, you know, like getting yourself, like really this... Uh, so you have to of... work
0: hard for money was the mantra yeah, kind yeah, of thing.
1: Yeah, it was very interesting to unravel that um, in my, ent- my own entrepreneurial journey. And
0: just, um, just now that I know, obviously, you, you know, we'll, we'll get into this, but, you know, now you are a pleasure coach. Everything is about how happy things make you and in terms of every area of your life and I joke don't I and I'm like she's my sex coach friend but you actually deal and I joke about that but actually that's just so one-dimensional you deal pleasure in in many different areas of your life because you believe in having this full 360 approach on life which is what I love but I'm wondering about kind of like your upbringing I know we've talked about personally with us but we've talked about kind of like our Um, perception of kind of sex or sexual energy or sexuality. And I figured out like mine from my family and like where that came from, Um, For the closest people around me only having like one partner and they got married. And I was like, when my first relationship ended, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to be a slag. And I don't want to have slept with more than one person. I wanted this one person to be my my husband. And you're going to I know you're dying to like pee your pants laughing because you're like, oh, my God, that would be terrible.
1: Yeah, possibly my personal (laughs) life. you know like okay everybody has an own choice obviously right I mean right. this is just of course uh, this is it is just my preference um no but you know like it's very interesting because my upbringing was obviously yes. different right I mean I'm Polish uh, so obviously I'm from a Catholic country yeah um and my parents I mean my parents are not really strict with Catholicism, like I think yeah. they are stricter people. Yeah. But obviously, I grew up with that, right? I mean, yeah. I grew up with Catholic um, approach and everything. And I mean, I, I, I used to be quite conservative. I think I was also, I, I was not the first one who had sex and everything. No. not Quite uh, like that. I, and I was like, I think even with my boyfriend. Back then, um, I think I was with him nearly a year till we even had sex. So, yeah. You know, it was, yeah. But I think also this, I, I really think it was really, really nice. Because, I mean, I had, I think I was like 16, 17, something like that. And I was really totally in love with him. Yeah. And we had like um, such a cool, like I think my, my, like my you know, experience, uh, like playing with sexuality and everything was very nice already with him. And I think that kind of created this blueprint of a really healthy um, sex positiveness. And already like in this young age, we like played around and we experimented with different things. So I think my kind of starting into sexual interaction Mm -hmm. was really positive. While, you know, know I'm very aware that not everybody has this kind of same uh, starting ground. And I think also that's, I think like I was reflecting about this uh, another time, um, I think sex was probably one of the areas where I didn't have any outside opinion on, right?
0: You'd formed um, your own.
1: Sorry?
0: You'd formed your own opinion through your own relationships.
1: Yeah, and um, and also, like, with my first boyfriend, when we kind of played around, it was so nice, and it was super playful, and, we like, you know, in this early... So I kind of, for me, sexuality started with this blueprint of, like, it is joyful, it is playful, yes. it is something to experiment with, and... Um, feel safe, I, I guess,
0: really... feel safe in, and not shame.
1: Yeah, no, totally not. Yeah,
0: it's a great way to start. Um...
1: Style and i think it um, this really had a huge impact on me and then i think at some point i was also um, I, c- I keep saying that now uh, because i was always like in this way sex positive and yeah. not sex positive and i think people misunderstand that they think like when somebody's sex positive it means you sleep with everybody and that's not the no. case i am very picky with my sexual interactions um, but I am not a crude, but this is a totally different thing. <laughs> the opposite. Uh, <laughs> people don't get that difference, right? Yeah, true. Um, and um, and I, I, I used to joke about it, and I said, like, the only reason why I became a sex coach is was because I finally can talk about sex, like men could talk about sex, right? Yes. Like, I missed that, and I remember, like, I was sitting with my gay friends at some point, and we were talking about sex, and I was like, wow, like, why can I not do that with my girlfriends, right? Like, my girlfriends were like I, I, I me, like... I'm trying,
0: Eva, I'm trying.
1: Yeah, I mean, now it's fine. I but know. You know like, I mean, I remember even in my Fuck 20s man. or something... I no. think I know my friends for many, many years, and they had a partner for many, many years, and we never talked about their sexual life, No. and, now, and last year, I was with my gay best friend on holidays in Lisbon, and we went to this gay bar, and then there was this other gay guy coming, who we just met on that night, and he was kind of saying, oh, she just came from a party from an orgy, and he had sex with so many <laughs> men, and I was like... Show me, show me, and he was actually <laughs> showing me on the, on his phone the video he recorded. And my my gay best friend, he was like, "I can't believe that you sit here on the street of Lisbon and watch the recordings." And then it was so interesting because this guy was like, oh, "I had this orgy, and I saw like these two guys making out." And I'm like, "This is not an orgy; it's two of you." <laughs> It's too making out and you're filming. This is an orgy, let's clear and then
0: you're not know, my sex coach. <laughs> so like, I'm hang sorry. on a minute, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're even shocking the most open of people, so it makes me feel like she shocks me. So, you know, eventually I'm sure, you know, I'll get more comfortable. This is what made me so interested in you though, when we first met, because um that was funny. Uh but I want to, before we talk about that, I want to just go back to, you went into like mainstream education. You went and did your degree in, a uh, master's degree in business. And then you got, I want to say stuck, but then you went through the period of your life where you were working for massive companies like Amazon and uh, eBay, and you were had a great salary, but you got to burn out right around the age of 30. And then it took you to the age of 33 to make a big change. Tell us... Yeah kind of I
1: guess (laughs) yeah
0: so I know sorry going back to the boring stuff for you before we get to the good stuff but just how you made the transition because we have a lot of entrepreneurs obviously you know who listen and they they might be in the same position as you where they got stuck in the corporate they felt like this is what they had to do this is what they should do and if they felt unhappy with that then there was something wrong with them
1: Mm Mhm. yeah Um, yeah, so I mean, I lived a life, what we kind of are educated that we should be living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there was, you know, there were also fun aspects of it. Yeah. But I think back then, when I really think about it, and especially when I was like, only beginning of 30, and I heard for the very first time that I'm running towards a burnout, I was like, well, this is way too early, right? I mean, I don't believe anybody should ever suffer from that. But we obviously know this is number one disease at the moment, in health, like mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know 30 it's even way too early right yeah Um, I kind of just started my professional career and um, that was like very obviously uh, shocking and that led me to make uh, different choices I you know I quit Amazon I started working for a different career I obviously also went into therapy and took you know to like really prioritize my health um, and then it was the interesting part, because actually when I changed my career, yeah. I actually had the best, everything that I ever wanted in my corporate career. I had the most amazing team. I had a really nice manager. Yeah. I loved the company I worked for. We, they were really focused on really good work, life balance. And that was actually the moment when I decided uh, to, quit, to quit my corporate interesting. job. Interesting, you
0: know, when you, I guess, uh, you figured it out you found the job that gave you more freedom. You were happy there, you know, in terms of, like, who you work for, what kind of work you were doing. But at that point, you'd had, I guess it gave you the time to think, like, actually, this isn't what I came here for. This doesn't feel completely right to me. I feel like there's something more. And so you took the leap then to to go traveling? Yes,
1: exactly. I I think there were also two things. One was... Obviously, you also look on your manager, your manager, you know, like you look up the the people who are in higher lines on the company, and you kind of saw their life, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to live <laughs> like that, right? Yes. Um, and I mean, I was 33 back then, Yeah. and I remember, um, because, you know, obviously I invested also a lot of energy and time and money and personal development then, yeah. and I remember I had a coach, I was not in therapy anymore, but I had a coach, like a life coach, and she she asked me something and I think she asked me like two questions and I would like to give this question to everybody okay. is if you would have so much money in your life that you know like your life and all your children's lives yeah. are financially free like you know that what yeah. would you be doing like what are the first 10, 10 things that you would be doing so this is the positive answer of the, like this is the positive yeah. question. The other part is like okay you get diagnosed with a serious disease like cancer or whatever and you have six months to live what do you do and when the answer is not anymore i would be continuing going to that office every single day because i fucking love it yeah and then you obviously have this moment of okay what am i doing with my life right and then i read the summary of um i didn't even read the full book but there's a book called the top 10 regrets of people dying I've and read that. I, I've read that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I
1: read I read that summary. I only read the summary, and I mean the top number three ones are like, I wish I would have spent more time with the people I loved. I wish I would have traveled more. I would have experienced more, and I, w- I wish I would have prioritized my health more. Yeah, and this is the ultimate truth, right? I mean, this is why we came here for, mm-hmm. and that was really the reason why I was like. I feel I came for more I came for something else and I came here to experience life I didn't come here to be in the office sitting in front of Axel and Outlook all day long yeah and then go like then go to a bar or dinners and yes I mean it was nice but I felt like mm, it didn't feel exciting enough I think I went a little bit from burnout to bore out yeah oh I love that
0: wait there burnout to bore out (laughs) I love that, okay.
1: Yeah, and now, you know, like, now that I understand what sexual energy is, it's really, I was not using my energy for something that I am truly, you know, that that lights me up, yes. right?
0: yeah, that makes perfect um, sense. One of the things you just said as well reminded me of, uh, I can't remember who said it or what the exact quote is, but it's, like, life is about the experiences we have and the... The frequency and intensity of those experiences. And if you're going to do something every single day that, you know, that doesn't bring you that kind of like intensity of joy, and you're doing it frequently, but you're frequently not feeling happy or joyful, then life is too precious and you've got to change it. And you changed it when you were 33, right? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, so back then, I didn't know I want. like, I think only I knew was, again, coming back to original, what I said when I was a child, I want to help people. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely had no idea that I will be doing what I'm doing now. Um, But when I, that was interesting, because I first quit, I didn't have any idea what I will be doing. And the moment I resigned, like, all the weight fell off my shoulders. And I think two weeks later, I decided I would be going traveling first. I was like, no matter what I'm doing, I will be not going into, even though I love, like I said, I'm I'm a sucker for wisdom. I love studying and everything and re-educating. But I was like, whatever I'm doing, I will not be going into something else. Like, I want to live and I want to travel. Like, for me, traveling is that what makes me most alive. And that's why I like to offer these retreats now Mm -hmm. because I really like like enjoy life experience the beauty of nature and you know like whatever whatever earth has to offer and yeah so I went traveling first and with this traveling you know like when you travel by yourself for such a long time I was nearly like one and a half years traveling around Asia you learn so much like life is the best teacher traveling is the best teacher how did you just for
0: anyone who's thinking like how did you how did you afford to travel like, how do you mm-hmm. afford to just keep traveling for 18 months?
1: Yeah, so I was reading in a blog somewhere back then, back then. That, uh, that you kind of need 10K to, um, to travel for like a year, some, like more or less, something like that. I was reading that somewhere. And I didn't have the money saved, like everybody thinks like, oh yeah, you came from a good job, you probably had all that money saved. I was really bad at saving because every month on the 1st I hit, my my bank account was hit by a nice sum of money, so I was not worrying about saving. Um, So I, um, well basically I rented out a room in my apartment, I did Airbnb, it was so much fun, it was super super fun. I had really cool people coming. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I had this traveling vibe in my home already. Yeah. I remember there was a lady from Taiwan who I visited later as well. Yeah. Um, it was super cool, and I also got like a bonus. So it was like a combination. I sold okay. also stuff that I don't want. Um, to build yeah. up
0: that ten thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think also it was a really cool thing um, to experience to have multiple income streams and not being dependent on one income stream. like Because I still had my salary and my salary covered my normal stuff. And everything I kind of earned on Airbnb went into the savings for okay. the travelling. Okay, so you
0: started the Airbnb before you resigned. And that kind of yes. built it up to start to save and then you resigned and then you went travelling. Now, when you went travelling you went to Asia. And in your time there, that's where you came across a lot of like spiritual healers, coaches, and they were all kind of like working and living in a certain way, right? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so it was very interesting because um obviously, you know, like then you're in Asia, you see the lifestyle can be very different. different. Um and i mean i spent a lot of time and um also spiritual communities i i was doing like different <laughs> different uh, spiritual things why are you so, laughing like,
0: even... come on What
1: no, because because some things are really crazy i mean like you know, tell us tell... okay just
0: tell us a couple come on that will be like what the hell that you thought what the fuck am i doing here come on
1: um <laughs> Yeah, so I never took any psychedelics. I'm really weird oh, no. with substances, but there was like one thing that I did in Thailand. Uh no, in the Philippines, it's actually something in the Philippines. Okay. And it's a method called inner dance. And basically it, with frequency that. of sound, oh yeah. Um you get like you get your subconscious brain into um into psychedelic states. And I'm super visual. I'm super visual. And I would see things, like, you know, when you see, like, movies on Instagram or on Gaia, not on Instagram, on YouTube or on Gaia, the spiritual uh, movies, uh-huh. they're, like, super colourful and you get, like, random stuff. So this was, like, what I saw in front of my eye.
0: From sound? Crazy. From sound.
1: Yeah. From yeah, sound therapy. Yeah. Wow uh, wow wow it's crazy and then because i mean back then like so for those of you who may be into spiritual terms that was Mm -hmm. like basically when my kondalini energy was awakened so basically it's like the life force energy so when i had my awakening i would be hallucinating and luckily i was in thailand in kopargan where you know everybody's a little bit freaked out (laughs) I think if I would have been in Munich, it would have been so weird because I would be like, I I would have been sitting in front of you talking and I would see like dragons or something next to you and I was wide awake. Um, It was crazy. I I literally thought I'm losing my mind. I was really going insane. Um, And I was so happy though that I was in Thailand for it because there Mm -hmm. were so many, you know, like now you look like, (gasps) but everybody there was like, oh, this is normal. Don't worry. It will pass eventually. Like yeah (laughs) I I don't really
0: like dragons (laughs) (laughs) but okay so you you took this learning and then you decided that you wanted to become a coach
1: yes yes um I was really fascinated especially with inner dance like I really got into this whole thing of trance of what uh, the subconscious, the power of our subconscious and what it can bring out and how it can lead to change. And also obviously the Kundalini energy, which is the life force energy, when this is awakened, how really it can interrupt patterns that we use so much. So this is how it started. And then I learned about a method called Theta Healing and it's a method that I still use. And it really works with the subconscious mind and really reprogramming things on the subconscious level. And, um, when I started with that, like in the beginning, you know, when you start to become a coach, a healer, you start with everything because you have no idea, right? You're you're literally happy for everybody who comes to you, right? Yes, yeah. Um, and in the beginning, it was very interesting because the women would come, like I would attract from the beginning women and they would be coming with different topics on the outside, like my knee problem, um... I have a headache, they can work on my own. I know that heart. you,
0: we, when we've just like gone out for lunch and stuff, you told me about like the infertility stuff and there's so many different things, like a physical, normally like a physical thing yeah. that they come to you with.
1: Yes, yes. And then I realized, or I saw like a certain pattern that regardless what they had like on the sub, on the conscious level or what the problem on the outside was, it was always, always... On the conscious and the subconscious level, related to their sexual energy, so which is not to be confused with sex as penetration, but with the sexual energy and with their femininity body like what they feel, what it means like to be a woman. It was so interesting, and that's how it started. That's how it started that I kind of continued educating myself around that and going more into sexuality.
0: Wow. Okay, so that's how it began then. Yeah.
1: So it was yeah.
0: doing the Theta healing and then people will come with you with these like these problems that manifested in something physical. But when you actually got to the root of the cause, it was always something to do with sexual. So just explain to us then, what is sexual energy? Like why, why is it causing these issues to manifest physically?
1: Mm-hmm. So sexual energy is basically your life force energy, your energy, like this feeling of waking up in the morning and feeling alive, that feeling of excitement, that feeling of, I can't wait for my day. This, okay. And you know, like you, it's not only the mental thing, but also feeling alive in your body that you really feel awake, you feel motivated, you feel excited, you feel this, this tingling, like maybe not always extremely tingling, but you feel this, Oh my God, it's so much fun and I really can't uh-huh. wait for that day. So this is See, I know that
0: I know so many people are listening now and going like, yeah I, yeah, I don't get that. I'm exhausted. I wake up tired. I go to bed tired. I'm stuck. So yes. this is something that's very attractive, <laughs> very attractive to people, especially those with little children. <laughs> so it's really a way of living.
1: Um, I mean, it's not only the way of living, because I mean, the thing is, you have to first start with that energy and, like, it's, how do I explain it easiest to you? It's like, like, let's take a device, let's take the phone, right? Okay. Your phone, if it's fully charged, it is fully functioning. If it goes on low battery... At some point, you will plug it in, right? So, right. the plug in moment is when you recharge your energy. Okay. So, sexual energy is that what comes from the plug into the phone. This is sexual energy. It's like the electricity. Okay. So, you are plugged in. You're plugged into your own source and to your own energy. But Got it. the lifestyle we live nowadays, and most people live, and I mean, I live like that as well we try to be an empty phone and we blame ourselves why we are not functioning instead of plugging ourselves in again right and then when it comes to sex i mean when you are a woman and this is very very particularly for female sexuality when you have like fifty thousand things to do during the day the kids the the, men the business blah 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 yeah of course, you're not going into bed and all of a sudden be that sexual goddess, because then sex will become another thing on your to-do list, and it's another thing to just get over with, right? Yeah,
0: oh my God, and- I don't mind speaking for all people who have been maybe, like, married 10 years, couple of kids, grief, loss, struggles in their life, whatever they are for each of us, like... It just becomes another tick on the to-do list. And I know for those of you who, who it hasn't, well, good for you. But I'm just speaking honestly, like, it's totally, yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah. Okay, so but how think- do we change this?
0: <laughs> Let's get yeah. into it, Eva. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there's not like, I mean,
1: that's the thing. The, it requires a lifestyle change, right? Yes. It, um a big I mean, change. the simple answer is you become plugged in again, right? Okay. Like the way you kind of charge your phone, yeah. like you put petrol into your car because if you don't have petrol, you cannot go anywhere, Yes. Right? So this is the simple answer, but in reality, you have to change your habits, right? It, right. it, changes, it changes the way you live and it starts with yourself, with the connection with yourself yeah. and with the relationship of your own body and the most important thing that needs to change is pleasure is not priority X, Y, Z. Pleasure is priority number one. Yes. And this is, this is the most difficult change for everybody.
0: I know that to be true. And I know that that's most people's understanding because I remember speaking about I had a life coach and one of the sessions, his thing was to say like me first. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know, I was really into it. And then he was like, okay, Emma. So, uh, and he, he had like talked about other stuff in the middle. And then he said, put these people in priority. Like, so he was like, put these in order, like your sons, your mum, your dad, who are the, no, he said, who are the five people that are most important? Like who give me the order of the top five people. And it was like, you know, my kids, my husband, my parents, my brother, whatever. And, he was like, Emma, you just paid me for an hour. We spent 45 minutes talking about me first. just failed the test. (laughs) Like, no, you're number one. And it it takes a while because when you are normally as well women, you tend to put yourself to the bottom of the pile and normally you're not even on that top five or top ten list. And that has to change, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, this is so deeply rooted. I mean, this is really socialization. We are being educated like that as women. This is also how we uh, bring up women. Very we, we educate girls very different than we educate boys. So true. So that's why boys are so much more um, liberated. Um, I mean, boys also have their own, like men and boys have also their own things. Yeah. But especially when it comes to women or like girls, uh two things. One is we are being raised to be people pleasers. We are being raised to be absolute fucking people pleasers. Yeah. And it starts with so everybody of you listening to this and you have girls, please stop saying this one sentence. Be a good girl and do this for mommy. Be a good girl and do this for daddy. Be a good girl and do that for uncle. Because you educate your girl to first of all be a good girl and do something. And unfortunately, and I mean, this will be also very shocking for uh, those uh, people who may have children, uh, who have girls, you also um, making your girls available for childhood um, abuse, sexual childhood abuse. I work with a lot of women who have been sexually abused by uncles or something like that. Like family members. Yeah, or like family relatives. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, like, they obviously, you know, like, be a good girl and give uncle a kiss because he will be sad, you know. And then, you know, the girl, like, the child has an instinct. The child would be like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, but we override the child's will, right? Yeah. And for the sake of somebody else. And then the uncle is alone with the child and be like. You never know, be yeah. Be a good girl and touch my penis. Right? Yeah. So, and, <laughs> and now you may be listening to this and be like, okay, are you're exaggerating. But I worked with many, many women already who had these kind of experiences in childhood and it is rooted in these kind of little things as well. So be mindful how you educate your children because like you want them to be autonomous. You want them to listen to their own will and you want them to follow uh, their own instincts because a child, when you follow a child, and I mean, you're a mom of sons, right? Yeah. The child knows exactly... They are not hungry. They know it. They will not eat. And we force them to eat. And then later when they are 40, we kind of put them on diets.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true.
1: But we have written their nature.
0: Okay, so we almost like rewrite programs or we set in a foundation that we don't realize that subconsciously on a subconscious level, what you're telling them to do is even if you don't feel like it, you please this person because this is what good girls do.
1: Yes. I can see that. and oh, yeah. This is one thing. And it can potentially lead to, you know, abuse. But, you know, like this is uh, another layer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it comes to female sexuality, also childhood related. When it, like, I mean, you have two sons. If they play with their little friends, you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Fine. You know, like it's, it's you know, like to, with a boy, we don't say anything. We're like, oh, this is cute. Like, I'm yes, just like,
0: take your hands off it. It's going to drop off.
1: if it's a girl and we see a girl playing with her i say this word now yeah (laughs) the first thing we are like don't do that don't do that so this girl learns from the very very early stage it is shameful whatever she's doing yeah okay and it's shameful to discover her body right um and then obviously it continues right it continues when we get the period, we are not educated around that. We don't, we, are not, we don't receive the proper education, what it means like to be a woman and the, what it means like to be in a female body. Yep. And then obviously pop culture comes on top of that that tells us everybody needs to look like, and I remember when I was uh, like a teenage, everybody needs to look like Britney Spears and then Kim Kardashian came and then J-Lo came. Like, so
0: I know, other, it's confusing. <laughs> thin legs are in... Thin asses, little asses, then it's big asses, big lips, and you're like, Jesus, I can't keep up.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then we wonder why we are. Uh, I kind of was saying it to somebody the other day. I think I was on an interview last week, and I said, if if there would be a reset button, a global reset button, and all of a sudden tomorrow morning, everybody, every woman on this earth would wake up. Literally every single woman would wake up in the world and say, I absolutely fucking love myself the way I am, the the way my body is, the way my hair is, the way my lashes are, blah, blah, blah. I think easily 70% of world economy would break down because fashion is number one.
0: Yes, true. Fashion is
1: number one. uh, Makeup, health, diet, All that, like all these industries would be out of business simply because women start loving themselves.
0: Yeah. You're so right. Yes. That gives us a lot to think about though. And I think one of the, the strongest things is about, you know, how our beliefs have set in and how we actually impact on our children. And I mean, that was like a massive moment for me when you just said that. I thought, oh my gosh, it's it's so true. So choosing the career of being a coach and helping women navigate through this and find joy in their life again, and you know, even me just meeting you for the last couple of months, a few months, the joy that that's brought into my life because to meet people that just don't give a fuck, you know, and not in 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 a in a well-intended way, like it's like, don't worry, please yourself if you're like. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll meet you, meet even. She's like, well, if it don't make you happy, don't come. Like, it's fine. We'll just do something on Tuesday. I'm like, oh right, okay. Is that cool? Like, well, yeah, of course it's cool. To 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 meet somebody who lives their life that way, genuinely, is really is really inspiring. And I guess your mission is to help more people do that, right?
1: Yeah, because I mean, also something like that, you know. I mean, obviously. I'm not. I'm not taking it personal, right? No. I mean, if you cancel every single time, I'm saying like, okay. You know, okay, yeah, you're taking okay, the piss, fine, right? But you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, normally it's never personal. There are normally reasons. So obviously, as long as as long as there's authentic communication, yeah, this is the basis of everything, right? Oh, and, and you
0: you authentically communicate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do.
1: No, but you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, many times we don't do something, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like many times we don't feel comfortable saying, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because we are educated to be fucking people pleasers. Yeah, true. So, and then we also are not, we are also not educated in proper communication. And we are also not in community, we are also not educated to be true to our desires. And sometimes the desire can be, I want a fucking man. Yeah. And sometimes the desire can be, I want to be a billionaire. Yeah. The desires are very different. But, (laughs) you know, it starts very easy. Mm -hmm. And um, if I cannot communicate it, if I don't feel safe saying to a friend, I don't want to go there today because I'm afraid these people will be upset and there will be a drama. Yeah. Then please relook that relationship.
0: So let me ask you then in terms of your business, we'll just touch on like the entrepreneurial journey just before we finish. So I know that like obviously your coaching business has gone insanely well, like we said with retreats, you sell like high level retreats and these are all based around pleasure and happiness and exploring and adventure and travel, which is everything that you are about. By the way, you can find those at evareader.com or you can follow her on uh, Instagram, Pleasure Queen Eva yes yeah um but and find out more about those but just a couple of questions about so you changed your corporate um job you became a coach I know it's not always been easy you've had the the real highs and I know that you know it can go fast and it can drop and what would be uh your I guess your advice to anyone thinking about changing a career in that way from doing something that you feel felt like you should be doing but didn't feel quite right to doing something that you really love and brings you a lot of joy um what would be your advice for someone going into that coaching space and becoming
1: yeah um i think one part is really like the clarity the clarity why you want to do it i mean for me uh you know it came became at some point very clear and this is also what really helps me to go through the lows. Yes. Um, because if I would be just doing it for the money or something, probably I would be, I could not give a fuck, to be honest. Uh, sometimes <laughs> uh, You have to have a higher purpose for that, yes. right? Like, I mean, whatever the higher purpose is for you, right? In my way, is a like I want to help people. But, you know, like obviously I also have my personal goals, right? Yes. I have my personal goals of freedom, or financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, being wherever I want to be, you know, like you have to get really yeah. clear on why you're doing this, because this why will kind of allow you to also handle these low moments because yeah. the entrepreneurial journey is quite a ride, right, right? They're the highs, yeah. they're the lows. Uh, There are the moments when you lie on the floor and you cry and you say, fuck that shit. And there are the moments where you're high on ecstasy and you're Mm -hmm. like, wow, I can't believe like this is happening. This is so easy. This is so good. Like it is a fun ride. Don't get me wrong. It is a fun ride, but it also comes like everything. It comes also with some lows. So having a clear why obviously helps you a lot with that. And um, then also have fucking fun with it. Allow yourself to have it messy because I remember, like, I mean, I'm doing this for over five years now. And um, when I think about that, I made so many fucking mistakes. It's yeah insane how mistakes I make. <laughs> and um, some of them I think, like, well, <laughs> maybe I should have not done them. But it's, you know, like, mistakes are Lessons. there to yeah. learn. It's life, it's life simply and um you have to have fun with that you really yes. have to have fun with that and i know and i mean also this is the nature probably of what i'm teaching and what yes. i'm coaching is when i'm too much in my head when i'm too much when i'm getting i call it penis heart when i you know <laughs> when i really appreciate the heart uh,
0: i knew you gonna, would drop one of the p words that made me go
1: You know, like, you don't want to be stiff like a penis all of a sudden. Oh! Right? Like, I mean...
0: <laughs> oh, God. This is why I love you.
1: Um, okay, but in all seriousness, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you obviously take things seriously. You know your numbers and all these things, right? Yeah. But don't... Well, not don't, but allow it to be fun. Yes. Allow to have fun with it. Allow yeah. Allow it to be messy. Allow it to mess up sometimes and be like, Okay, like, you know, for example, I I think I shared this with you, like, last year, I mean, I started communicating my Egypt retreat way too late, and I had to take a massive, massive, massive leap of faith that it will be still booked out, and it was, right? You booked it
0: fully out, that retreat,
1: and it was an incredible
0: uh, retreat, right?
1: Yes, and, I mean, I also had to, you know, I also had to be in that state of, You know, you also have to let go of all these rules because we can come up with so many excuses. You know, I didn't have a big audience and I still don't have like a massive big audience. I mean, I do have an audience, but it's like there obviously could be always bigger ones. So you can have like 50,000 excuses why something cannot work out. And you also have to find reasons why it will work out and why you have fun with it.
0: And I think when you do that, it does work out like i think yes. i honestly believe like it's impossible to live in that state live in that like that belief do what you need to do and it not actually work out like there's not. there's just no way so you you promote i know like letting go of the struggle story as quickly as possible and just yes. do it follow your heart have fun with it that's that's your thing isn't it yes yes
1: yes totally Because I mean, I kind of learned it the hard way, and I really want to to support everybody. Really, with that, like, it's not needed. It it creates suffering, and you sacrifice your health for that. Yeah, you sacrifice the quality of life, right? Mm -hmm. You the time you have with your children, the time you have with your beloveds, with your friends, with your partner, with with yourself. Really, yes, totally. um have fun with that like you know and and we also talked about that like you know some of my best moments in business where where i was and like i'm always saying i'm best at selling when i'm not selling yes yeah and i'm thinking in my mind about selling i've seen
0: this happen like firsthand you know we've been sat out and you know you sold a thousand pounds ten thousand pounds she's like see when I'm not selling, I'm selling. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah. true. And then there were moments when I was like following plans. Yes. And sequences and everything and things didn't work didn't out. Didn't work out, but yeah. this is also okay. You know, we obviously have to, you know, it's like also like a little bit try and error. We have to have the courage for that. Yes. Uh, but I think the most important thing is whatever you do, have fun with it. Because if you're not enjoying it, then please don't do it.
0: True. Eva, thank you so, so much for sharing so honestly <laughs> what it is that you do and the life that you build around something that you're really passionate about and brings you so much happiness, which I know is so inspiring for everybody. So thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate you. Thank you. For thank you, you darling. You're welcome. My Bye. And just before you go, I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for supporting the podcast, for following me online, for all of your incredible comments and support. If you've loved it, please feel free to leave a five-star review. It really helps this podcast and really helps others get the help that they need in building their businesses. My name is Emma Cooper. I am the online CEO, and I will see you in the next episode.